Welcome to the Scripture Union of the Ireland podcast where we're seeking to equip and resource the local church in our joint mission of making God's good news known to children, young people and families. I'm your host Phil Howe, the Training and Resources Manager for SUNI. In this month's episode we want to talk about partnership in the gospel, what it looks like and how it can help. Uh, Al Aiken, who's a member of our council, will be sharing what he's been learning from the Bible, but interestingly through the medium of Leanne Dunlop's voice, all will become clear a bit later on. Uh, and Ash Beatty, who looks after our resource center, will be sharing what the best resources are to get over the Christmas season. And Kathy Craig will be sharing about our camps and missions. But first, let's talk about partnership. We've got a couple of people who we partner with who are joining us for this podcast. And they are Alison Kernahan from LMI and Steve Halliday from Crown Jesus Ministries. So thank you so much for being here and taking the time to, to partner with us in this. Just see what I did there? See what I did? Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve, can you tell us a wee bit about uh, your role and your ministry? Okay, so I work for an organisation called Crown Jesus Ministries. My role in that is mainly youth and schools work I'm involved with. Kind of running outreach events and um, in schools and work alongside churches and youth groups. Our, our vision as a ministry is for the whole of Ireland. Um, so our, our vision statement is to see the people of Ireland crown Jesus Lord of their lives and we, we seek to do that through kids, youth and adult ministry. And how long have you been there for now? Do you know, people ask me this all the time and every time they ask me, I think, am I going to work out definitely how long Do you just been? give a different answer? Um, well, I've, I've now gone to a consistent answer, but whether that's the right consistent answer, I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, so I think it's probably about 14 years, maybe on staff. Okay. Um, I, I did volunteer from the very start. And Alison, what about you? Uh, tell us a bit about your role in your ministry. Yeah, so I work for Logos Ministries International, or LMI, as our Youth and Schools Outreach Coordinator. So we go into secondary schools all over Northern Ireland, taking RE classes, assemblies, scripture union groups, etc. And I'm responsible just for overseeing the department and the staff that work within there. As soon as I started with SU, I was kind of told we are partnering. We're in a partnership project with CJM, Crown Jesus Ministries. And Shine is something that uh, was mentioned in the last podcast. Uh, some people might not know what it is, so if you want to explain what that is again. But yeah. how how did that come about? Okay, so well, Shine is a, is an initiative where um, we kind of make video resources that, that schools then would, would sign up to be part of, of Shine. Um, and it's a, a three-week uh, program. The first two weeks they would watch like a video in their SU. And in the third week, we encourage schools to, to do a Shine event, so some kind of um, event that's going to engage with, with new people, challenge the SU group to look outside the four walls um, where they meet and, and just share the gospel in a creative, fun way in their school. I suppose Shine started with an idea, a dream, a vision. You know, Wouldn't it be awesome to see loads of schools across the country taking part in some kind of outreach event all at the same time and so it was something in me that I carried for a bit and then um, felt that when it was the right time to, to kind of go for it I remember my first clear thought was let's do this in partnership so let's not just do it as a, a crying Jesus thing and obviously we're linked together through the wonder of shine how has your role enabled partnership to happen and how did how did shine actually come about when I went, got into this job as Youth and Schools Outreach Coordinator, of course, my heart is for young people to 
either reach out to their friends or share their faith or maybe for non-Christian young people to encounter the good news of Jesus perhaps for the first time so when Steve actually approached me about Shine and explained what had been happening over the previous years and just where they were hoping to take it in the future and as soon as I heard about Shine and um, what the project was trying to do I was really right behind it I went straight to our directors um, to get their permission to get involved with Shine I was just really excited about this new avenue of the work LMI that we could really be a part of and contribute to and and so I just thought when I initially heard about Shine I thought oh great it's something that we could really get involved in and it's part of our heart as well in schools. And for me that's been really encouraging just even to get to know Crown Jesus and LMI more and just the opportunities of schools knowing that we partner linked together and we're kind of aware of what each other's doing and uh, are able to, to tell teachers that as well I think that's actually just a good thing for the gospel isn't it? Yeah great. Um, how do you see that partnership working well? Maybe you don't, and this is where this could get really awkward, but uh, <laughs> how do you see the partnership working well in Shine? Well, thankfully, for the sake of the podcast, it actually is working well. <laughs> um, a few thoughts. In terms of a really practical way that the partnership works well, and when we look back at the videos for Shine, even just a few years ago, they've grown in terms of quality and content um, in script writing and I think that's all to do with the fact that there are different organisations involved and we all bring different experiences, different skill sets and it's just great to see how everyone from each organisation approaches the process of Shine and making the resources in very different ways and I think that's mm. all actually came together really well to make a really valuable and great resource. Um, also Shine as it's of course has began to include SU England and Wales and SU Scotland over the years that has enhanced the existing partnership even more between yeah. Crown Jesus and SUNI and LMI um, as we've all worked together and we've moved the project from a regional project to a national one yeah, and so it's just been great to see how partnership has just grown over the years. It started off with the three organisations in Northern Ireland and it's expanded to what it is now, which is just really exciting. I'm just give all glory to God for that, you know. And also our annual Shine Prayer event where the three organisations come together. I know staff... From Northern Ireland. Yeah, yeah, from Northern Ireland. Staff from LMI have really enjoyed just getting to know um, the other staff, Messi and I and Crying Jesus, in terms of just chatting over coffee. And so what's came from that in terms of we've got into different schools purely because Phil or Stay have mentioned LMI to a teacher. And it means that's opened the door for us. And, and maybe that wouldn't have happened if we hadn't got involved in the partnership. And so it's just numerous ways that the partnership is actually working really well. And it's exciting to see how God is working in and through us and will continue to do so in the future. I think on the whole, it, it does work well. I mean, Partnership obviously brings its frustrations and challenges, but within Shine, I mean, partnership is is key. Um, you know, I, I look at where it is today, and it would never be where it is without the partnerships. Yeah. You know, so I mean, we we share ideas, we share resources, we share f- the the weight of the finance, all those things that if we were to try to to go it alone, yeah, I mean, we could do it to an extent. Yeah. But it'd be a lot harder. And it's partnership with a purpose, isn't it? It's partnership in the gospel. We all know kind of what we're rallying around and that enables us to be able, especially from a Shine perspective, it enabled us to reach out and see who the potential partners could be, which is how LMI came on board, certainly from a Northern Ireland perspective. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned there about uh, partnership can sometimes have its difficulties. Uh, it can sometimes. be yeah, it can be a joy and a stress. Yeah. Um, but what keeps you partnering when things get difficult? And have you any examples? And I, I suppose I'm going wider than Shine here. I'm sure you have a few examples from Shine, but if you want to go yeah. wider, just partnership in general through your ministry. Obviously, it's great that Crown Jesus see partnership as such a key 
a key part to play with their yeah. ministry. Uh, but what are the difficulties and what keeps you going through those difficulties? Yeah, I mean, Crown Jesus, we, we do lots of partnership. We see the value in it. When we go into a specific area to work, we'll look to, to partner with local churches and other Christian organisations, um, youth workers, whoever it might be. And obviously, when we chat about Shine, key partnerships there. I mean, what, what keeps me going? I think it's ultimately the end goal. You know, it's knowing the value of partnerships and what it will produce at the end will be worth a bit of headache and heartache along the way, you know. So I think that, I mean, if you if you look this year, even at Shine, this is the first the first year that, that Scotland have got on board. Yeah, Things have, have grown a lot over the last few years, so we're learning and, and trying to adapt with that too. So it's not that all the frustrations of partnership are just with others, it's with me as well, you yeah. know. Because um, we're all trying to learn and develop ways to communicate better and, and work through just a variety of ideas and all kinds of things, you know. So with Scotland coming on board this year, you know, were the frustrations, certainly, um, you know, because it was their first year, they're learning the, the landscape, they're learning how to go about shine in their own country as well as connecting with now four new organisations that mm. they're um, working with. So... Um, oh, that takes time. That takes it does. It, it yeah. takes time, and so some of some of the maybe emails or or chat, um, I would have looked at and gone, like it seems obvious to me, you know. But yeah. then, of course, then you got to bear in mind that it's the different stage of partnership yeah, that they're at. Exactly, and um, so yeah, the frustrations in there and and how to work things best. But now, when I sit out the back end of it, and I see that like how many schools in, in Scotland are on board with Shine. Um, the encouragement that's come from them in terms of stories and feedback, you know, it's it's well worth the the frustrations and the just the headaches in the middle of it, you know, yeah. because you've got to see beyond the here and now to what would be down the road, and of course, what's down the road is is far more than what we could achieve on our own. Yeah, absolutely, and I think I've seen that from from teachers in schools. They even appreciate seeing the unity in the gospel that we kind of bring by working together because they might know us separately yeah. but to say that we, we do work together and this isn't the only thing that we partner in also partner with Rebit this year coming up in March 23rd of March and kind of a, a day for 12 to 18 year olds to ask those big questions about God so it's great again to be able to partner and to yeah. look ahead to something like that Well I think when any group of people are working together there are always going to be differences in terms of we all have different working styles and we've all different personalities we've all different sets of experiences and I think part of Christian partnership is learning that grace and forgiveness and demonstrating that chance to work together. And also recognising that, of course, we all sin and can be sinned against. And it gives us a chance yeah. to, to demonstrate that Christian partnership, you know, um, within those opportunities. And, and I think really at the forefront is the urgency of the message that we're trying to get across. Yeah. You know, we all believe that as Christians that young people and, of course, everybody really need to hear the good news of Jesus and I think that is the real focus behind all that we're doing and and yes it can be at times maybe frustrating or um, can take a bit longer to work through things but I think that's natural and at the end of the day we all realise that the focus is let's get the good news of Jesus out and everything else sort of just fades into the background when we keep that in the forefront of our minds and Yes, it's, the, it's the priority of partnership yeah exactly yeah, yeah. that's what we're here for at the end of the day you know and that's why we all work in our different organizations god called us there to be able to do that and and secondly just the recognizing the impact that china's made that when we look back over the years 
and look how we've all worked together to produce something which we can actually be really proud of and it's just amazing to see we've all worked together we've all came with our different skill sets and experiences and yet through God's grace and with the help of God that we've been able to produce something that's actually been really useful and such a really valuable tool um, for young people and I know maybe when I first joined Shine it had been going for just a few years at that point and so I think initially I maybe felt oh this has already been established and we have to try and find our place um, within the project but I think it sort of happened naturally you know to try to not force it too much and just really remember that we were all trying to keep the main thing the main thing and just realising we were all working towards the same aim and the same purpose. I think that's really helpful for people to hear, especially if they're from a church background and wondering how do they partner with their area or other ministries, uh, wondering where to start, or maybe they're thinking of partnering with something that's already established. It's really yeah. encouraging for you to share that and for being honest. I appreciate that. And um, You talked about impact there uh, and just the impact the partnership can have. I guess just wanted to ask any final words of wisdom or what you'd like to share to the podcast listeners as regards this massive uh, subject of partnership <laughs> yeah well i think we think that um, partnership is something which needs to be prayed about and considered and um, before being entered into because when we want to partnership with an organization or maybe it's individuals or a church you know we want to be able to commit to that fully and to fulfill that partnership with excellence and to do it to the best of our ability so we really believe that partnership should be thought about well but not step back from or shied away from but it should be something that we um, take time and pray over and really think about what we could contribute and um, but also within LMI, we partnership with different organisations and also we have coordinators based all over the world and we partnership with them by providing um, things like Bibles and leadership training and we provide a lot of teams and things and, and we recognise and have done for many years that partnership is enabling more to happen because they can work in yeah. their local context and, and that sort of fits well with what we're trying to do in Shine as well. We can all work together but also sending the message out, we can all work better together. I think that's a slogan for some political party or something but not to be cheesy but when you actually think about it we can all work um better together so i think it's high school musical actually i think so oh, anyway, you yeah. knew that better than I me. Was, I was, yeah. <laughs> but we've really enjoyed um the partnership and i think i've learned a lot from being involved in the partnership and shine and i think we've really grown even as a, a schools department within lmi in terms of the partnership and um, next year is our actually our 30th birthday in terms of our youth and Woo. schools outreach work within LMI. Um, so we're really excited about that and hope to continue to partner with um, other organisations moving forward, depending on the opportunities that God will bring. So it's not just partnership for the sake of partnership, it's partnership no. in the gospel. Exactly, for a purpose. Brilliant. Guys, thank you so much for sharing. Really appreciate that. Scripture's in our name, so let's look at it now with the help of Al Aiken the voice of Leanne Dunlop. Leanne, over to you. Alistair Aiken is a long-time supporter of Scripture Union and a member of our council. Here's what he has to share. The 21st of December is just four days before Christmas and it marks the winter solstice, marking the day with the shortest period of daylight and the longest night of the year. Christmas dawns in darkness. Since I've been at school, I've always loved Isaiah 9. The language of hope and light in a world of despair and darkness. It was always the first reading at the school and church carol service and along with the other prophecies pointed not only to the surety of Jesus' coming but what this coming would produce. It created a sense of expectancy and hope. Isaiah was facing a terrifying army coming down from the north. The people here were living in a land of deep darkness 
and the one hope for these people living in darkness is a baby. Most birth announcements by phone call, text or Facebook go out soon after the baby is born. This one in Isaiah 9 is different. It is sent before the birth, 700 years before. To the people walking and living in darkness, Isaiah makes a birth announcement, which would represent a light dawning. Remarkably, this light was going to be in the form of a baby. And not one called Jack or James, however. He would be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. These names not only tell us who this baby was, but also what he would do. Imagine reading a text from a family member or friend with a new baby's name, which then said excellent musician, exceptional sports person and person of influence. Birth announcements don't list accomplishments because there are none to list yet. This baby was different. Wonderful counsellor tells us that Jesus will be a source of infinite wisdom, which is good news for those who need guidance. Mighty God tells us that Jesus will be divinely powerful, which is good news for those who feel weak. Everlasting Father tells us that Jesus will perfectly care for his people forever, which is good news for those who feel isolated and unloved. Prince of Peace tells us that Jesus will bring rest, which is good news for all who lack peace. What part do we have to play in all of this? None whatsoever. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 7 says the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. This is all going to be accomplished by God and we can only be grateful recipients. God did of course fulfil what he promised. Jesus was born 700 years later. Over Christmas let's rejoice that the light has dawned. God has made his dwelling among us in the person of Jesus. He took on flesh in order to give wisdom, protection, fatherly care and peace to people who were walking and living in darkness. I love the fact that there is nothing in us that could ever bring about our transformation from darkness into light. It was all about the unstoppable zeal of a God of boundless grace. For us, we live on the other side of Jesus' coming. We have seen that God did keep his promise and Jesus' birth fulfilled the prophecy. The implications of this birth are not just transformational for the Israelites in the Old Testament, but for us today, and are external in their extent. This kingdom of light will be eternal. As Isaiah mentions in verse 9, there will be no end. Jesus will reign on David's throne forever. This Advent, let's remember and celebrate that our past, present and future hope rest on this light that dawned, the one of whom angels sang, shepherds worshipped and wise men searched. Maybe as you've been listening to that, we hear God's word, we're inspired, and then we think, how do I get other people into the Bible? How do I get more into it for myself? What resources should my church be aware of this Christmas? Well, thankfully, we're bringing Ashley Beatty and her expertise into the pod. Ash, over to you. With the hustle and bustle of the Christmas period fast approaching, it's so easy for me to get caught up with the busyness of my schedule, my list of presents I have to buy, and the big food shop. And let's not forget about the mince pies. Your Christmas may look very different to mine, but generally the last thing I get around to sorting out is what book I'm going to use for Advent this year. However, I was proactive and found a few that I think look great. The first one I found was A Jesus Christmas by Barbara Reoch. It's a devotional for the whole family to do together, but is aimed for 4 to 11 year olds. The devotional shows the readers that how, right from the beginning, God told us his amazing plan to send Jesus. There is space to journal, be creative and last for the whole Advent period. In Scripture Union at the minute, it's on offer for 3 99 
The second one is a bit different, as it's for adults, and it contains 24 daily readings from 1 Corinthians 13. Sinclair B. Ferguson helps us see what love looked like in the life of Christ, and be challenged to love like he did. Each day's readings finishes with a question for reflection and a prayer. In Scripture Union, we have this on offer for £5.99. The final resource is called All Resource Christmas. It's perfect for if you're planning the Sunday School Nativity, delivering the talk on Christmas morning, or planning some fun craft time with the children. All Resource Christmas brings the Nativity narrative alive in engaging and inspiring ways. It's a resource that includes crafts, dramas, prayer ideas, family fun day outlines, and an all-age talk. In Scripture Union, we have it on offer for £10.50. Whatever this Christmas period holds for you, may you know the peace and love of our Saviour Jesus. Happy Christmas. To finish up our podcast this week, we want to hear from our Campus and Missions leader, Cathy Craig. Hello, Cathy. Hi. Hi, uh, um, People are at different stages in their knowledge of Campus and Missions. Uh, can you share a bit about how they came about and where we're at now? Yeah, so it's all started with missions and um, this form of ministry to children and young people began 150 years ago um, when SU's founder, Josiah Spears, was on holiday um, on a beach in North Wales. Um, he drew the words, God is love in the sand and encouraged children to decorate it with shells and seaweed. As they did this, he shared God's great love with them through stories and singing. Um, and we still use this creative approach um, in communicating the gospel to children and young people. Um, each summer through our missions. Um, so a mission is basically we invite children to come and join us and we share share with them at different points of the day God's good news uh, in creative ways. In Northern Ireland then, it was about 125 years ago um, when the first mission um, came to Northern Ireland. Um, it was known as Port Rush SISM or CSS. Um, um, Come some single soon, <laughs> Children's Special Service Mission. Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry. <laughs> um, so it's one of our most longest-running missions, um, and others have the SISM um, thing as well, but it just means that SISM is another um, word for mission. So you've heard of things like Port Stewart SISM, Ballyhome SISM, Port Rush SISM, um, lots of different SISMs. So SISM was Scripture Union's name before it got its official SU title, um, so that's why... We call some of our missions still SISM, but there's lots of different missions now. So like Loch Brickland is called Connect. Um, Beaver's also called Connect. We have Crossroads and Finnegy and Enniskillen 360. But all of these exist for the same reason, to share God's good news um, with children and young people in a local area. So that's missions. What about camps? Yeah, so camps are slightly more recent addition to Script Union Northern Ireland. Um, the first camp started in Carrick Finn 90 years ago. Um, so camps are like a residential. So children come, pack their bags and come and stay for like between three nights and seven nights um, during the summer um, and again at, the, at all our camps God's word is opened um, and volunteers um, provide opportunity for children to respond to that. This summer um, approaching we have 18 different camps happening right across um, Northern Ireland and even into Ireland itself. Um, we cater for young children um, and young people um, of different ages, um, some who have different interests, some sleep in tents, some sleep in residential centres, um, some do um, different types of activities, whether that be like outdoorsy stuff, some is crafts, some shopping, um, even one camp um, looks and does woodwork and stuff as well. And together our Campus Missions family reach over um, 10,000 children and young people um, each summer and all seek to make God's good news known to children and young people um, through engaging them with the Bible um, but also with prayer. And that's kind of the historical side and how we've got here. But for you, 
what's your experience of obviously you come to missions leader so you're the guru of this but what's your what's your experience <laughs> guru. um well i started um volunteering with port Stoicism when i was just 17 um years old that was a number of years ago. Uh, and then I went on to section lead in Benonism and then led it a few years after that. And recently um, I have led um, an urban mission um, in South Belfast and Finnegy called Crossroads. So mission background and looking forward to getting involved in camps this year. One of our strategic aims is outstanding camps and missions. What do we mean? Whenever people pick up the strategy document and read that, what do we mean by that? And for for us as a as a movement, what are some of the markers that we're looking for over the next five years? Well, with all we do um, within SU and I, um, we believe that camps and missions has the potential to transform lives, um, not only of children and young people, but their families um, and communities too. So over the next five years, we want that influence um, to go deeper, um, but also wider. So we're holding the Bible um, at the centre again. Bible engagement is at the forefront um, of all we do um, through our camps and missions. So that includes stuff that we do with our volunteers and our training of them um, and our teaching of them. We want um, those volunteers to be able to sit down with the child and young person, open the Bible and help children and young people um, engage with it themselves and go on to read it even after um, camp um, or mission. We're wanting to explore new geographical um, areas as well for our missions and different creative ideas um, for camp activities, running activities at different times of the year. Um, We want to reach more children and young people um, with the gospel. Yes, and a lot lot of the ones we have at the minute are very focused on the summer, so the to start thinking creatively about this year. outside, yeah, to think outside. Maybe Easter, half-term holidays, when our children um, are on. Could we do a weekend camp um, at a different time of the year? All that sort of thing. We want our camps to be accessible too. And one of the things with our camps is we never want finance to be a barrier in some of our camps, especially those who have lots of activities, are um, are a little bit more expensive. Yeah. Um, so we never want that to, to stop a child from hearing the gospel. Um, so we have a camp sponsorship fund. Um, so as part of being outstanding as we want to raise the profile of that and make it known that that is something um, that we do. And so if you know of a child or young person um, who could benefit from this, please get in touch with us. And the details of our camp sponsorship fund and how you can avail of that are on our website. Um, Or maybe you're in a position to help send a child to camp. Um, Maybe you can contribute financially to this fund. And again, details of how to do that are on our website. And I think that's really key for people to know, especially if you're listening to this now and you think, ah, I know someone who uh, has benefited from a camp remission, maybe they themselves mm-hmm. have benefited. And so you have to be able to pass on that we actually we have a sponsorship fund for yeah. people who can't afford it. So that's yeah. a great opportunity um, to let people know about. Uh, running 43 camps and missions, that's a lot of people, a lot of mm-hmm. numbers. We obviously require a lot of help. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is a volunteer-led movement. Uh, volunteers, you've already talked about, we want to train up volunteers and that sort of thing. And every year there's an, an appeal for volunteers. Uh, for those interested in volunteering, what information should they be aware of? Or what information should people know to, to pass on to others? Maybe they're not going to volunteer, but they know mm-hmm. of people who might want to. Well, if you know of somebody out there, um, or if you yourself have a heart um, for Jesus, if you have hands ready to serve, um, then we would love you to come and join us in what you do in the summer. It doesn't matter whether you're 17 or 70, we have volunteers um, throughout that age bracket. Um, so if you have different gifting or maybe different experiences or passions, whatever you have to offer, um, I know and I have seen that God uses whatever um, we give him. Um, we can 
I can say with confidence that if you let him, he will use that um, to advance his kingdom um, in and through you. With most of our camps and missions, they run for around one week some run for two and some run in the summer we have a couple um, who run outside of the summer and so whatever availability you have um, you can get involved we love our volunteers um, at Script Union and we want to train you and invest in you and care for you and so we we provide that opportunity as well for you to do um, more than you maybe anticipated and with God's help um, so if you're up for volunteering or if you can say to somebody um, who you maybe think would meet the criteria, um, applications open um, on our website um, on the 7th of January um, and they're open the whole way through to the 1st of April. But 7th um, of January, that's whenever you can go online, book your place. Yeah, absolutely, okay. absolutely. And um, we take some details from you. We do access and eye checks and all that sort of thing. Um, but all the information um, will be on that. Um, after that, then there'll be, there'll be training days and um, team days and stuff for you to get to know um, what you can do in the summer. Um, we try not to, to charge um, very much for our volunteers. We appreciate you're already given of your time, but any mission organisation that you sign up with will require a little cost. So we try to keep that as, as small as possible, uh, just enough to cover our costs. And details of those can be found on our website too. Great. Uh, and what are your hopes for the Camps and Missions Department? As you, as you lead it, as you spearhead it, uh, what do you want to see? want to dream big and we want to see the thousands of children and young people um transformed by by the gospel of jesus like that that is the the absolute goal um and each year we get to do that with with thousands of children and young people um and it's an amazing um privilege um i remember thinking um before i started with su like for for all the children that come to faith um on a camper mission if each one of them like signed up to do Itch Your Move, um, which is a, a week um, of training for um, young leaders between the ages of 16 and 18. If everybody um, who became a Christian at a camper mission came along to Itch Your Move, learned how to do mission, learned how to teach children and young people really well, um, were challenged in their leadership, if they then went on to volunteer and led a small group and had about 10 young people themselves that they could lead and bring to faith um, and then maybe go on to lead a whole mission where they train other volunteers to do that's the amazing. same. Yeah. Like it's it just a yeah, massive. Yeah. That's my hope that we see this happening over and over and over again at so many different missions and camps um, across the, the family. We want to care for our volunteers well. I've, I've said that before. We want to partner well um, with local churches um, and parents as they develop faith even in their family. Um, yeah, we want to, to push um, more and more every year to try and be more creative about how we communicate this incredible message um, to children and um, we also want to help children engage with God in prayer hopes are, are, are endless they keep on going of course we want everything to, to run smoothly and we, we do pray for that as Christians don't we to, that everything will run safely but we do recognise the massive responsibility um, to care for people's children and teenagers when we have them away at our activities so we do want things to be safe as well yeah it's very obvious listening to you that you clearly have a passion for this uh but how can people be praying for you in your role what um myself and jonathan and paul realize in the office we can be sending emails for those listening, by the way, jonathan and paul who are they oh uh, jonathan is our operational support worker and um, so he looks after things like access ni and insurance and makes things run safely in the summer that's jonathan and, parks, um, yeah. as jonathan parks and paul jardine is our administrator as well so he sends um he does a lot of the communication and um, to team leaders and gets everything organized for them really and equips them to 
to do what we ask them to do in the summer with Brilliant. children. So you've got a JP and a PJ? Wait, yeah, yeah, Good. exactly. Okay, um, sorry. End so far, the... I haven't got confused between the two. <laughs> um, but yeah, so for, for us, just in the middle of our working week when it's raining outside and it's it's not that pleasant, we want to be driven by the prospect um, of children and young people hearing about Jesus yeah. in the summer. So that just pray that that is our motivation every day as we send emails and do um, access NI forms and all that sort of menial those menial tasks and that'll be great and pray for faithfulness too for us as a staff team but also and for those who lead our teams as I said before we carry a massive responsibility and for the safety of children and young people we want to use the time that we have to give um, and also the money that people give us and we want to use that for for God's glory um, and not use it foolishly and so pray for our faithfulness just in in that too coming up in January we have and each team leader comes to the uh, castle at Castle Wellen for a weekend of Bible teaching and worship and training and so pray for them too as they meet together and pray that God will prepare them and for all they have to do in the recruitment of volunteers and in the preparation um, of their programs. Yeah, because that's actually interesting to know because you're saying the application's open on the 7th of January, but mm-hmm. actually there's people already in place. Yes. Uh, but there's also the other people who are going to be coming on board. What yeah. are the dates in January? Uh, the 7th of January, applications open online. You can go get to those through the sheni.co.uk website. Super. Thank you very much, Cathy. No worries. And thank you for listening. Our aim for this podcast is to work with churches to resource children's and youth ministry. If you enjoyed listening, please tell others. Uh, If you didn't enjoy it, sure, keep that to yourself. Uh, If there are things that you'd love for us to look at on this podcast that you feel would benefit the local church, then just email me, phil at suni.co.uk. If you've been inspired by anything that we've shared, feel moved to financially support, then please head to suni.co.uk forward slash give. And all that's left for me to say is Merry Christmas, and we'll see you in the new year. And until then, God bless.